Well, welcome to Campaign 2 of A Hero Walks Into a Bar. I am your GM, Dale Madison, and here with me, as always, are my lovely friends who decided to join me on this crazy adventure I call a homebrew campaign. So, starting at my left, Dakota Madison. Hello, I'm Dakota Madison, and I play Azra Erineal. And what uh, what is oh. Azra uh, as far as ancestry and class? She is a alchemist dompier. And then we have Marshall Driver. Hi, I play uh, Achilles Wednesday. He's a rat folk barbarian. Joseph Haino. Hey there, I play Miss Tail Twilight. I am a Strix witch. Jonathan Herond. Uh, hey, it's your boy. Uh, I play uh, Brother Ichabod Grimm, also known as Ike. He is a fetchling gunslinger with a little spice of a cleric tossed in there. And Aaron Madison. Oh, what's popping, gamers? I'm playing Rook the Vulture Astacot. He is a human swashbuckler. And this is our uh, lovely band of uh, adventurers, as uh, we will call them for now. Um, they might be other things later on. Who knows? Heroes, dead, prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Already there. Yeah, already halfway there. To get us all started here, our group. They have a fun little name for themselves that they call Porridge Club. And there's a fun little story behind all that. You see, um, they all kind of one by one met up here in this town of Alden. This is the town where uh, it's actually more of a pretty large city, actually. But this is the town where the holy site of the Great Tree is. Uh, this Great Tree is immense, probably the, the size of a, a small village or even maybe even a town on its own. It towers over the city. The leaves and the branches shade much of the city on its own. These characters all came together and bonded over one thing, porridge. So they started Porridge Club, meeting occasionally at the Porridge in Paradise, a local inn that serves, well, you guessed it, porridge. They all have their own interesting backstories that they come from. You know what? We'll just get into that. We'll let them kind of divulge all their own fun things themselves. So you guys, you've been meeting here on and off for the past couple months, and today is a very fun celebration called the Day of Growth. It's the first day of spring, and there's a bunch of different coming-of-age rituals that happen at this celebration. So you're seeing uh, here in this particular establishment a bunch of coming-of-age children who are going through this day of growth celebration. So they do a little measurement. They measure each kid, see who grew the tallest, and they are crowned as the, the, uh, hold on. No. What's wrong? <laughs> Dakota's no. over there making so many sussy faces. <laughs> Come on, these are children. <laughs> I was trying to mind my own business. All the leaves as you divulge this. Nothing. I think your facial expressions say more about you than they do about me. So, I think they say everything about you, Dale. I have honest intentions over here. These children are just growing up. Do we need to bring up the document where we highlighted just how suggestive a lot of the stuff you said was? Again. <laughs> the vampire in his lusty ways with his harem? Bruh. He had a harem with that he created dompier children with. I mean, I don't know what else you want from me. Hot damn. 
I want a book about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the start. This is the start of that book. Oh, oh God. <laughs> the lusty Argonian maid ain't got shit on this. <laughs> anyway, these children are doing a, a kind of coming-of-age ritual where they are measured to see who has grown the most within the last year. And if somebody reaches a certain point and has grown the most, so if anyone ties, you know, whoever grew the most that year is crowned the winner. They uh, get a wooden bramble placed around their head like a crown, and they are paraded about the streets, usually just the the block, and then are given gifts throughout the, the, the evening. So Chair of cheer. Yeah, exactly. Chair of cheer. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we're starting off. Here we are today. You are all in this wonderful establishment. And there's a... Uh, there's a little bit of livelihood going on in this tavern. There's a bard playing a jaunty little tune. There's people talking, chit-chatting, eating porridge. Um, particularly, Madam Isley, the uh, establishment owner. She's an older lady. She's provided a meal of fried toast coated in oats, brown sugar, apple slices, egg, and a side of bacon. And there's other options for those with certain diets, as she quoted it on her board. Uh, but there's drinks of coffee, teas, fruity juices, and wines. Um, here you are, another lovely day celebrating your camaraderie, I guess we'll say, of Porridge Club. Anybody want to take it away from there? Are we sticking with the special? <laughs> I, it smells really good. It smells really good. I think I'm just going to have a coffee today. On on the day of the... Fe- you're just going to have a coffee on the most important day. Look, okay, I had a large lunch, okay? You know, Porridge Club was supposed to be just porridge. Now we're looking at, like, a full menu. I, I wasn't ready, okay? I wasn't ready. I'll take two of the specials. Okay, dear. Um, Two specials, a coffee, anything else? Just one special. Just, just one? Oh, so another special. Okay. And what about you, lad? Uh, I'll have the special and, like, two cups of coffee. Okay. Yeah, you do look like you're a growing boy. Can I have a third cup of coffee also? A, a third cup of... Oh. A whole pitcher and just bring a whole pitcher. Oh, dear. Rook, you know you can just get refills, right? She starts walking away, taking taking notes, and then... Wait, hold on. Wait, my special... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, it's it's okay. Sorry about that. I I thought that was all. Yeah, you said two specials, and I thought yeah, okay. Oh, that's just that's for me. Oh, I just need two for myself. I am so sorry. I misunderstood. <laughs> Can I have a special two? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, is there, wait. Is, there... is the coffee by the cup or by the pot? You mean price? Yeah. On cup. the menu, is that one cup of coffee or one pot of coffee? One cup, but each additional cup is discounted. Okay, see, I'll have three pots of coffee. <sighs> George, we're going to need more coffee. God, you see, now you've delayed my order because you had to be over the top. <laughs> well, if that's everything, I'm going to go get that food order in. Oh, Lord. I'll give her an extra silver piece. And I wasn't here. I'm not even gonna remember your name by tomorrow. Oh <laughs> he, he didn't say his name. So that's Does the mystery man came in here and he ordered a bunch of coffee. Ain't nobody in particular. <laughs> so while you're all waiting on your food to come in, uh, we'll say each plate 
is two silver, re- re- really fine, really fine uh, plate of food. And then each cup of coffee is two copper. Uh, so if you're going based off of pots, I'll come back with you. That's so um, like six cups of coffee per pot. Yeah, six. <laughs> So like eighteen times. We'll two. say we'll say fifteen copper because it uh discounted, discounted. for the bulk. Oh, it's discounted. bulk buying. Fifteen. All right, so only about forty-five copper on coffee today. And you got two cups of coffee? I just one. Just one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, I know. I know it's Didn't crazy. Dale, you're like an actual waitress trying to take the order. You're like shit. That was a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying, order what you want because you can't have any of my coffee. If you want coffee, just order coffee. Yeah, we'll see how much you actually drink. Yeah, I'm probably gonna get more. <laughs> <laughs> you. Do you go around often saying, telling old little old ladies to? Not know your name, even though you don't said say it said name. Yeah, there's reason I don't come here too much often. <laughs> he does it every time. He gives her a silver every time. Have you noticed? Well, we haven't had Porridge Club in the end for uh, quite a bit. At this point, I think she's just pretending not to know who he is, so she gets the silver. <sighs> all right. We were only here because of the special. <laughs> well, you're all sitting around enjoying each other's company. Eventually she comes by with, uh, starting out with just a plate for each of you. And she says, don't worry, your other plate's still on its way. It just takes some time, okay? Uh, she comes out with one one pot of coffee for now, just hands it to you. And she says, be careful, it's very hot. I just hold it. And then the drinks that you uh, the others of you ordered. You're all sitting around. There's a few interesting folk in the establishment today. As I mentioned, there's a few children who are kind of gallivanting and uh, just making a hoot and holler. Uh, one of them's picking on the bard, saying that they could play it better, and then the bard tries to hand them the, the instrument, and they just get embarrassed and kind of go back to their friends. I thought that little kid was actually kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> there's a particular person who is kind of, just every once in a while, catching at least Miss Tail's eye. That is a clearly blind elven gentleman. Uh, his eyes are glossed over white. He's got long, dark hair. And he's got shining rings all over his fingers. And he's, he's got this, like, blue velvet bag. And he reaches in, holds one out, grasps it in his hand, closed fist. His eyes close. He opens his hand, and the stone begins to float. And it just floats there for a second, and you watch. It's interesting. It's strange. It's almost like a strange wind blows at the tufts of his hair, and then the stone comes back down into his palm, closes his fist, and puts it back into the bag. As Miss Hill pans the bar with her head, since she can't physically turn her eyes... Every time she scans over to him, it's a look of disgust and a look of amusement. And then she continues and then stops, stares at him again. Looks at... uh, Azra? Azra. Looks at Azra. Looks at the stones. Porridge dripping down my face. Can you do that? I turn and look. 
you see at he's the, just the at, at, at this moment he's putting the stone back into the into the bag but he pulls another one out seems to look at it even though you can tell he's clearly blind holds it in his fist again closes his eyes opens his palm the stone floats spins a little bit goes back down closes his fist again and puts it back in the bag why would you think I could do that I didn't know if that was just an elf thing oh misty oh my god I'm sorry not all elves are the same we've talked we've talked about this they hate me I dislike them hey not all of them hate you okay Azra's special yes yes she is to an extent. We'll, we'll take um, it, I guess, for now. I'm going to take my bowl of porridge and... Has the second one came out yet? This, the uh, second bowl? We'll say after a for few few minutes of kind of talking, yeah, it eventually comes comes out, yes. I'll um, go to the blind man and ask if he wants some of the porridge. I thank you, but I do not need it. I'm just here for some some coffee and spending some time meditating to myself. Is there anything you'd like to know? Yeah, Try. how can you make the the rocks levitate? My friend, I mean acquaintance, was asking about it and I <laughs> I just want to know. Um, it's a kind of my trick. I could show you if you'd like. Okay. He reaches out and takes the bag holds it up towards you. His head doesn't move because he doesn't have any need to turn his head. He can't see anything. But uh, he holds that up towards you. Now, if you would please reach inside, pull out the first thing you feel. It's not going to bite me, is it? No. Is it a dick in a bag? <laughs> as, you re- in a box. as you reach inside, there's a cool, soft draft coming from seemingly nowhere and your your hair his hair kind of ruffles in the wind a little bit open it up you see his eyes start to glow a kind of golden color the fated child even now as we speak your fate is changing what is it that you run from child your father's fear or your own Anymore. Then his eyes change back to the way they were. So did you like the trick? As the stone floats out of your hand and back into the bag. No. Thank you. I'm gonna go back to the table now. And bye, old man. Uh, uh, what was that? It was not a very fun trick. It, it looked really cool. It was, I mean, it, in a way, he told, told me about the rock I picked, and it was not fun, I guess. Hmm. Do you guys want to go pick stones? I, I kind of want to pick a rock. Hey, old man. Old man, yeah, you, guy who's blind. <laughs> Can I help you, friend? Yeah, my friend here wants to play with a rock. Got any rocks for my friend? Sure. 
I'm still practicing, but uh, I think I'm getting pretty good at this. He uh, takes the bag, reaches out towards you. So, you, uh, sorry, I didn't have Dakota do this. So, uh, Dakota pulled out a rounded greenish-blue stone. Um, and Marshall, or I should say Achilles, pulled out a rigid, clear quartz. His eyes, again, start to glow a little gold. The survivor. Not all that's gone is lost. Sometimes. And you see his head moves for the first time, looking right over your shoulder. It's just over your shoulder. And then his eyes go back to normal. He seems to calm. And I hand him the bag back. Was that everything you were hoping for? I mean... You kind of already told me what I already knew, but thank you. And I just like strut away. <laughs> Fair enough. Misty, you've seen anything like this before? Not anything with stones, cards, sticks, bones, mm. but not stones. Hmm. I'm kind of curious. I am, but I'm afraid I might insult him. Mm. That's never stopped you before. But this one's blind. <laughs> this one's disabled. Uh, Wouldn't be fair. That's fair, I guess. Um, I guess if you about this, man. If you wish to keep your distance, you can. <laughs> if you're going, I'll go. Okay. <laughs> Everybody knows that a bird's one weakness is stones, man. <laughs> kind of want a stone. Natural enemies. Shiny. Birds and elves, birds and stones. You want to go pick a stone? Nope. <laughs> Not a lot, no. When Miss Dale stands up from the table, she folds her wings down kind of like a cloak. Okay. To kind of hide the fact that I'm a giant bird person. I look weird as hell anyways, but... <laughs> so, who's going first? Uh, Miss Tail or... You want I... me to go first? Yeah. All right. Make sure it's not trapped. I'm curious about the rocks, old man. All right. Seems it's a... Damn, old man, you are right. <laughs> what happened? I moved. Oh, shit. Seems it's a popular event this night. Right. Reaches out the bag towards you. It's either this or go get measured up against a wall. <laughs> Ike, would you mind describing that stone in your palm? Uh, it's a smooth blue stone with some black clear parts in it. His cracked eyes. all over. Say that again, I'm sorry. Cracked all over. His eyes again go golden. The heretic. Light in the darkness. I instinctly reach for my gun and then calm down immediately after I realize that he's not doing anything real. <laughs> Light in the darkness. But be wary of the shadows cast by the light. His eyes go back to normal. Mm. Did you get anything from that? I'm just going to walk away from him. 
I sit in that back down next to Rook, and I'm just like, yeah, you were right, Rook. Stupid. Stupid game. Yeah, don't play with rocks, man. Miss Dale's just kind of left there awkwardly standing, watching Ike walk away and then look back to the old man. <laughs> I sense another presence. Is there something I can help you with? I, I wanted to see a stone. My friend left me here. He reaches out the velvet bag again. Whoa. That's a cool-ass rock. Ooh. Got a long, smooth, black and red stone. I can, I can tell you what that one's called. It's a bloodstone. Yeah. I told him what. All right. His eyes again go golden. The seer. Sight blurred. Vision clouded by mystery and fate. But you weave many threads. And his eyes go back to normal. And he reaches out his hand for the bag. I hand it back to him. Was that helpful to you? Helps me with the nightmares. I walk away with a tack of my talons on the floor. Okay. Um, at this point, the uh, Madam Isley comes by with another pot of coffee for Rook. Is there anything else I can get for you lovely folks today? I mean, you guys come in here quite a lot, and uh, I think it's you guys, right? Nope. Nah. It's not you guys. That's right. It's um. I just suddenly remember there's a. It's somebody else. There's a heft in my purse that I uh, am grateful for. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> if you guys need anything else, I'll be. Well, you know where to find me. I'm back behind the bar. And she walks away. Ike is a little on edge, and has probably got like his hat pulled down a little bit to try to like cover his face a little bit more and is like looking at every single time the door opens, like he's jumping to it and then looking back at like the table, like. Just very vigilant right now. Yeah, the door opens. You can hear the rain a little harder now. Uh, door closes, and that person goes and sits down. Um, just seemed to be another person here celebrating day of growth. Can I walk back to the blind guy? I'm sorry, it was kind of rude earlier. Um, I didn't ask for your name I took a stone and then I didn't was very respectful my name is Galadir and you were the fated child yes yep well thanks again goodbye I thank you for helping me to practice Old man, give me a fucking stone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he open or re- reaches out with the bag. That is a smooth, shiny gray stone. His eyes again go golden. The vulture. Hiding in plain sight. I see a farm. Somehow. I know it's shrunk. I grab him. Yet it prospers. Mm-hmm. Prosper. <laughs> Though its halls are empty, 
and lonesome. His eyes go back to normal, and he, re- he like, flitch, flinches a little, realizing that your hands are on him. Old man, how do you know this stuff? It's just the sight. You better hope nobody hears you talking about that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, you notice that there's some something to his demeanor that's a little off. After giving all these, he's a little more pale in the face, and he starts to get up, and then suddenly he just he just falls, and everybody stops. Like the the music stops. People are quiet. All that's left is the fireplace, the rain on the roof, and uh, everybody's just watching. Like what's going on? Then his body rises and slowly begins levitating. A strange voice comes through his own mouth, but it's... I'll just play it for you and let you decide how it sounds. Uh, uh, okay. Five will die. Five will rise. Reflections of the past. Shadows of the future. The end draws near. And then his body falls back down to his knees, and he's grabbing at his head. I, I'm sorry. I think I've had too much coffee. I, I should probably go. And he attempts to get up to go, unless any of you would like to try to stop him. Can um, Achilles kind of just look around him to see if I see anything other? Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll me a... Um, what, what lores do you have? Uh, where would I find that? In, in skills. Skills. Plus, uh, I have lore undead. And then I have occultism. And then I have Do religion. Okay. Is it just a d20? Yes. And then add that bonus. Oh, that's cocked. Can I? Yep. I trust you. That's a 19. You don't see anything around this gentleman. Um, you noticed, though, when you were watching, it was the same as before when he was doing the reading of the stones. His eyes uh, glue a golden color. Um, his hair kind of tussled a little bit as if there was a strange wind, but this time it was more violent. Like his hair was kind of billowing out a little bit. And then he just came back down and it was all over just like before. I, I don't stop him. I let him pass. Um, I, I run up to him and I'm going to like, just kind of like hold him and like put something in his pocket and be like, be safe on your travels, my friend. I don't know what shadows follow you, but remember the light is always there for you. Thank you. I really should go. And he dives out of the out of the establishment. And it's a, about that Jumps moment. through a window. <laughs> 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 Have you ever played Resident Evil 5 when Chris Redfield just fucking bamps through, through windows? <laughs> that. It's about at that moment that a dwarf, not one that you recognize... <laughs> Uh, kind of walks up to the group. I, uh... 
I don't know what that was about, but it uh, seemed like it involved you. Uh, oh, sorry, where are my manners? Akan Hammermail. Pleased to meet you. Uh, poet here in town. Akan? Akan, yeah. What was the last name? Hammermail. You might know of my father. He's a pretty, uh, pretty well-established blacksmith here in town. Um, Do I live with him? No, but you know of him. Not that. Okay. What's his name? Do I know the father's name? Uh, Reggie. Reggie. Okay. Oh yeah, Reggie's boy. Yeah. Yeah. You anyway, in the festival. Um. Well, yeah, I was up until whatever that was, and uh, you see. I'm kind of hitting a dry spell with my own work, and, um, well, that kind of seemed to inspire me. Maybe I might be able to pull some some kind of poem out of that. I don't know. It Maybe it's just a shot in the dark, but would you guys mind if I just watched you or at least ate dinner with you for a little while? Mm. Do we have a, an NDA? Um, some of us at our table are... A bit private. Okay, okay. Well, if you'd prefer, I don't have to use any names. I don't have to use any actual descriptions. I can just try to keep it as vague as possible. I, just looking for a story, really. I look back at uh, Rook and Misty, and I'm like, just making sure that they're okay with the idea. Miss Tail's head is just cocked completely sideways, staring at him. Hmm. Hi, how are you? <laughs> she does that. All right, well. She goes back to normal, and she just kind of goes back to the group. I mean, That'll be fine. let's say, nobody. if he says anything, you can always break his legs later. Yeah, yeah, I could do that, couldn't hurt. <laughs> You're joking, right? Come on. He's no. not a very funny guy. He doesn't do jokes. Uh, At least not violence as a joke. Uh... I have an idea coming to me from that little display, whatever that was, of a poem that I could do. I mean, that was kind of poetic, wasn't it? Five will die, five will rise. Something, 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 something. I don't know. The, that Those first two sentences, I think, were pretty impactful for me, at least. So maybe I can come up with something with like that. But uh, anything you guys want to share about yourselves? He has a little notepad, and he's like trying to write things down and he's like scratching things out like no that won't work no 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 we love porridge porridge mm, okay okay it's not poetic it's upsetting oh yeah that too what what are we what he said is not poetic it's upsetting mm. a bit of both i don't i don't know I think we should be worried. That sounded like a threat. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. I mean, I've seen him come in here every now and again. He doesn't seem very harmful. I mean, he's a blind guy. He's not harmful. He's telling the future. It's not a threat from him. It's a threat from the universe. I I think there's worse things than death. So it's cool. It's fine. Porridge club. Yeah. This porridge club got really serious really fast. <laughs> well, hey, I, I don't mean to burst anybody's fun. So if, if you'd like, I can just go and find a story somewhere else. 
I just don't really know what to say, that's all. Um, would you like my apple slices? Yeah, if you wouldn't mind, I, I do really enjoy some apples. Okay, have a seat, have some apple slices. Now, well, what's your name, if you don't mind me asking, off the record? Oh, it's, I don't care, it's, um, I do care, never mind, I take that back. <laughs> Azara? No, that's not right. Azra. Azra, yeah, that's what I said the whole time. Mm-hmm. So you do tell him your name? Yeah. Okay. Well, Azra, nice to meet you, finally. Um, I will say that he is not exactly charmed. Let me go back and find out what it's... No, he, he is charmed by me, so it'll be harder for him to be deceitful to me. Okay. Everything going back to normal. Everything seems to go back to normal. Let me turn that down a little bit. Um, so, say that one more time. He um, he is charmed by my amazing personality. So he kind of puts his head on his fist and kind of just looks at looks at all of you a little bit, but then just kind of comes back to you and you know you're you're really pretty. I, I don't know if anyone's am I am I stepping? Out? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you're very poetic. Um, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, if you'd like, I could try to write a poem about you. Sure. Okay, give me some time and I'll, uh, I'll come up with something. Yeah. Okay. This is nice. Anyway. He, uh, waves down, uh, Madam Isley. He says, uh, could I have another cup of coffee, please? And, uh, she says, oh, yeah, of course, of course. You got a you got a fun story for us today. Uh, working on it, working on it. And um, she kind of looks at you all. He comes in here quite often, trying to tell us some of his poems, and they're real sweet, they're real cute. You know, they're just oh, bless him, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> and she walks away and goes and gets his coffee. He uh is pulling out his little notebook there. It's like, ah, you know what? This one here, I haven't told this one yet. This is fresh off the press. So uh, you guys want to hear it? Absolutely. What's a press? Uh, the printing press. Uh, yeah. Dude, you have a gun. Well, guns are nothing to do with presses. presses. I built them in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my poetry. Also, don't tell people I have a gun. <laughs> The halls of our fathers burnt by the fires of Baldus. We left our home in search of others, never to return to Mount Baldus. What you think? Mm. Mount what? Baldus. Uh, you know the volcano in the, in the north. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's alright. It's like not even long enough to be like a limerick, though. It's like very short. Yeah, I'm still working out the kinks, and you see he, like, scrubbles furiously through it. He looks at you, or Achilles looks at you with the weirdest look on his face, and he goes, you need to do better. I'm going to put my hand on his hand and say, that's a lovely start. Yes, yeah. Work with it. All right. uh, Work with it. Well, I'm going to go back to my table and uh, try to think of some good good lines and poetry and... uh, uh, maybe rethink my life a little bit, but... I, how, 
how did you come upon that poem? Uh, my, uh, my, my father, uh, he, he actually took us out of the Valdis region because of the most recent uh, eruption. And that's kind of where it came from. Is uh, just a cause of our fathers and no longer there and all that. Yeah. Achilles, weren't you from Valdis? Somewhere near there. I, I don't, I don't. Wait, wait, wait. You were, you were from Valdis. Somewhere, somewhere near. I don't, I don't remember. Um, somewhere near there in that, in that general area. Oh, okay. Okay. You don't have to say too much. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, pr- I, I really think I've overstayed my welcome. So I'm just going to go back to my table and you guys enjoy your dinner and he places a, a five silver on the table. Um, just cause and goes, goes back to his table. Have a lovely time. He doesn't reply. He just goes back. <laughs> that was sad. That was awkward as hell. <laughs> I didn't like him. How did he? First of all, weird demon thing happening in the middle of the room. Not the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <clears throat> but, you know, him saying that that's related to us. Like, there's not another table of five people around the entire inn. I look around. Is there another table of five people? <laughs> yes, there is. Uh, <laughs> No, there's not. Let's be like, oh. <laughs> there's a table of five. It seems to be a family. They're just eating porridge, and one of them uh, looks dressed in his best, ready for the uh, day of growth, like coming of age ritual. Hopefully, they're not the ones to die. Well, they'll just come back. Oh, the, yeah. The second line. And five will rise. Yeah. So they die, and we rise. And he's assuming it's people. Or we die. In the- There's anything I've learned from reading texts of religion. There's always moments where, you know, things aren't what they say they are. The three kids die, and then two of us die, and then the parents, and then the other three of us rise. I would. I don't like it that one be. either. I would say I agree, but we did all pick a stone from his bag. So just because we're five people who pulled stones, suddenly we're part of a weird demonic. What's the word I'm looking for? Fortune? That's prophecy? Prophecy. Thank you, dwarf guy from across the room. <laughs> yeah, don't mention it. I'm just working on another story over here. He, he is good with words. He is actually good with words. All he wanted was to be here while we talked about this. <laughs> we deny him that. <laughs> well, it's just awkward. Like, who the fuck is this guy? I, I, I don't know. It felt weird. Yeah. Since hearing that, happened with the elf man uh miss tail has pulled out her like tarot cards and just holding on to them tightly okay cool cool or well i think they're called a harrow deck okay Mm. double fortune double fortune see the cards say we're about to die i don't know pull out a card uh you pull you shuffle your cards a little bit you pull out a card and uh you see the fool Guess what that one means? It means the old man was a damn fool. Ain't shit gonna happen. I don't. I don't think that's what that means. It's one way to take it, I suppose. Mm. At that moment, door opens. Footsteps. Uh, as you all kind of divert your attention, there's a dwarf walking in, and immediately looks right at Rook but goes up to the bar, kind of sits at the bar. 
can't really hear what he orders, but you see when um, Madame Isley comes back, she, she has a glass of wine in, it, in her hand, hands it over to him, and he just kind of turns in his chair, sips at his wine, looks at Rook, sips at his wine. Rook, do we need to... I might have to go. Also, you got somewhere to be. Yeah. Um, I got some friends I need to talk to. You know, we're friends you can talk it, to. Yeah, if you need anything. And I snatch uh, the five gold, there are five silver from the middle of the table. And I go, yeah, and uh, don't make it so fucking hard on me next time. And then I walk over to the dwarf. Hey, Vulture. Who is this guy? This is the rat. 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 Cray. Hey. I, uh, I haven't heard from you for a while. Maybe I've been working. Right. Is that what you call that? We're getting paid, ain't I? I don't see any evidence of it. You got five silver right here just for sitting at a damn table. Is that easy? You know, uh, Reaper's been asking about you. What's Reaper been asking about? See, word on the street is that the Vulture's got a new set of friends. Wants to arrange a meeting. Reaper wants to make a meeting? Yes, Why, uh, at some point, I think. I think it might be in your best interest to, uh... The Reaper sent you? Yeah. Are you just getting your rat hands into another mess, huh? Suppose you'll never know, will you? At least until you, uh, fucking figure it out. Huh. Well, I got eyes on my fucking back, rat. You got your eyes on yours? Oh, yeah. He looks out into the bar and you see a couple other dwarves. One of them's sloppily eating porridge. The other one's got his hood up, sitting in the corner, just smoking from a pipe. Is that him over there? No. He's not here. How much of this are we, like, picking up? Yeah, can we... I know we probably can't hear it, but can we, like... Are we seeing, like, the look, and then the dwarves looking, and then him being like... "Mm." (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you do see him look over to two other tables um, and see two dwarves in, in the room that he didn't exactly notice before. They were kind of being just sticking to themselves and not making much racket. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So where's the damn reaper at? He'd like to have a meeting outside in the rain. Just outside this place. Just in case. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. All right. You just sit here at this bar. Uh-uh. Looking over my shoulder. All right, Vulture. All right. Takes another sip and sets the table, sets the glass back on the bar and just sits there and watches you walk back to the table or wherever you go, I guess. Yeah, I'll go back to the table for one second. Go. I'll be outside. You need, you need company. I like, I like, put my like revolver like on the table under my hand. I don't think you want to do that, pal. 
I'm a man of faith. I don't like deeds of evil. It ain't evil, it's just business. Business. There's other gods out there, friend. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Get walking. I get reminded of it daily, and I drink my coffee. I was gonna see if I could, like, stealth follow. Not, like, outside, but if there's, like, the door that has, like, a window. <laughs> Are we yeah. by a window, maybe? We could be sitting by a window. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple windows. Um, your table is not directly near one, but you could kind of see out the window. It's dark and rainy, but there's a few street lamps that are keeping it just dim lit enough that you can I see can figures. see that outside. Yeah, you can see outside. So can I. So me and you, like, nonchalantly are just blatantly watching what's happening because <laughs> there's no nothing that can hide it. Uh, listeners, just so you know, we are using tabletop audio for our uh, ambience. Uh, you can uh, look them up on the interwebs, whatever you prefer to use. They provide a bunch of different soundboards and music sets and all kinds of things for tabletop role-playing games. And uh, no way a sponsor, but really enjoy their stuff. So go check them out if you can. So, Rook, you go outside. And uh, it's kind of dark, but like I said, there's a few street lamps that uh, allow you to see outside. And you see a small, stocky figure hooded in a cloak, a, a rain cloak, uh, kind of duck behind the alleyway uh, across the across the road and go back that way. I put my hood up and I'll follow him. You follow for a second and then you get back into the muddier, just the back alley streets. Suddenly you lost him. No one's there. And you're just kind of standing there. And then... Um, make me a perception check. Thirteen. Um, you see a... You see the last second of a small rickety door closing. Good a time as any, I guess. I'll follow him in. I'm gonna keep the rain very soft in the background. Inside are seven dwarven figures. One of which has a skull face tattoo. He's kinda seated up on top of some rickety crates, and the others are kind of between you and him. So you're the vulture, huh? You're the reaper. So you know who I am. I do. You know what I've done. You know what I've done. Is that supposed to mean something? Yeah. Look, um, I just think it's time that, uh, you pay your dues. What exactly do you think I owe you? We came here for a purpose. You know that. No way you want to get started already. 
Yeah, I think it's perfect time, don't you? People are all festive and happy and... Yeah, I think it, I think this is the time. I don't know what my dad would say, but, uh, fuck him, you know? I don't think that's such a good idea. I don't think you know what you're doing, Reaper. Are you questioning my authority? No. That's what I thought. Of course not. We can do what you want to do, but... If it don't work out too good... I'll be the first one to say it was your idea. You're gonna sell me out like that? I expected that from Rat, but not from the Vulture. Making a name for yourself here in our ranks. You're just gonna sell out your leader like that? Listen, pal. I work for your father. I don't exactly work for you. You work for me. You're here in my city. You're under my thumb, under my boot. You work for me. Do I need to remind you? No, I got the picture. Fine. When do we get started and what do you need me to do? For now, I just need you to be our eyes because uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try something here. I'm gonna go after the Duchess. That'll be our in. Befriend her? You know, maybe things go sunny side up, but then we uh we come in at the last second and fix it for her. She'll be so grateful. We get an audience with the High Queen. Yeah. That's a pretty sure way in. So what's about to go wrong for the Duchess? We'll find out. She got the, le a son. the less you know, the better. She got a son you're gonna kill? <laughs> I'm joking. We love to joke, don't we, Reaper? I don't think uh, the vultures won for jokes. At least that's what they said back at the bar. They don't know the vulture back at the bar. I also heard that, uh, something about a farm. Yeah. Okay. Just so that you know where I'm coming from. I'm a human. You think I've never been on a farm? Come on, man. You know what I'm talking about, Rook. The Vulture. Vulture. I'm going to get to work. I suggest you keep your eyes out. Right. My eyes will be open. Alright, now get out of here before I change my mind. Of course, Reaper. You'll know where to find me, I'm sure. Always. I walk out.
you're there in the alleyway and you're uh, kind of taking a moment in the rain and you're realizing that there's a couple other dwarven figures just kind of watching the building just in case probably I look at him what sorry uh, just doing my job you know me Fulter just low end of the shit stick at least you got to be inside Oh, you don't want to be in there, pal. Keep up the good work, I guess. Just go back to the bar. Okay. Back at the bar, we have our uh, the rest of the Porridge Club. Rook went off. What are you guys doing in the meantime? I'm drinking his third pot that came to the table that he didn't take with him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he took the silver. I mean, I'm just taking the coffee. <laughs> Is the dwarven guy that talked to him just still chilling in the bar? Still chilling. I'm fucking glaring him down. Just like mean mugging him. Okay. He gives you a crooked grin and tips his wine glass to you and then dumps it back, pouring the rest of his wine down over his beard and staining it bright red. I look back at everybody. I'm like, I don't like this guy. Oh, I haven't liked him since he's ever showed up. Can I stab him? Mm. Rook wouldn't like it. No, don't stab him. Why not? Listen to your mother. <laughs> That's not my child. I know, I'm not. It's a joke. It's a joke, Misty. I'm worried about him. And, uh, Azra, you've watched as uh, Rook's figure, darkened by the night, walked into this alleyway, took a left and disappeared from view. And it's been a minute or two. I want to stealth out there. Okay, go ahead, roll me stealth. Are you telling anyone back at the table, um, at the table with you? Because you're sitting at the table just watching from um, the, through the window, right? Yeah, I may... I may look at... What did you say in the name? Ike. Ike. I, p- I think I put ick down by accident. Ike. Okay. Ick. <laughs> yeah. I wrote it. I mean, I was going to say, I'm seeing what you're seeing. So if you're like motioning like you want to go out there, I'll just take a drink of my coffee and I'm going to do a distraction for you. Oh, nice. Okay. So um, what do you do to distract? And then I'll tell you whether or not you can roll with advantage. Or I guess you can roll with advantage, but I just want to know what. Ike's doing to distract. Uh, I'm going to walk up to the bar with like my pot of coffee, and um, as I'm walking like up to the spot next to the dwarf guy, as he's like pouring like the wine down his mouth, and he like looks back at Achilles, I'm just gonna like like knock into him and like have coffee drop on his lap and be like, "Oh, uh, I'm I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry." And I like, oh, I grab like a son towel. of a bitch. 
bitch. I grab like a towel and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm terribly sorry about that. I, it's all these kids running around. I, I'm so sorry. I watch what you're doing next time. All right. I'm, I will. I'm terribly sorry. About <sighs> this. Can I, can I buy you, buy you another glass? You see, he like looks to the back, the, the other parts of the room and just kind of gives a wave of his hand and you two or two or three, I guess you're leaving. Mm-hmm. two at the table still uh, see two dwarves had stood up and then at the wave of his hand sit back down um, yeah yeah that, that'll be that'll be just fine okay so Dakota you could roll that with advantage I rolled 15 both times okay but like with the pluses and stuff so. okay what, what do you think of that Miss Dale Miss Dale stands up and she like nonchalantly stretches and she expands her wings fully out the fucking 12 foot. Nice. And then puts them back and she sits back down. <laughs> I have to like conceal? Is that what you were doing? To like block her? Like, ah, it's 12 span. No. Oh, okay. As like a show of, oh. I'm much How bigger than the fucking dwarfs. Fucking big I am. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck with me. You see one of the kids at the other table of five looks to their sibling and like, whoa, look, look at that. That's the witch. <laughs> Miss Dell just kind of creepily stares at the child <laughs> and then goes back to the tea and porridge. Okay. Um, Azra, you were able to stealth outside. Um, you get, you're going down into that alley. Mm-hmm. You get down towards that alley and you see a couple dwarves standing outside of this area. Um, not exactly seeing you yet, but they're standing outside preventing you from going exactly any further. You don't see... Uh, your buddy Rook. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I'm just gonna. <laughs> that did not look very much. I'm gonna stumble to them. Okay. Like you're drunk or yeah. just. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you stumble into one of them and at first he's standoffish and he kind of pushes you back a little bit and then he realizes that you're stumbling. Miss, you really shouldn't be out here. It's uh, raining and dangerous people about. You should go back to where you came from. I'm lost. Shit. Thogren, I'm going to take care of this one. And you just hear a grunt from just a couple feet over, and uh, he puts his hand on your back. Come on, let's find where you need to go. Okay. How tall is this dwarf? He can touch your back. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's reaching up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he's just under five feet, so like okay. four seven. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, he reaches out and uh, kind of guides you or pushes you along away from the scene. Okay. Um. And it's about that time that you, uh, Rook, you see one of the dwarves leading away a very fetching uh, down here lady that you know. God damn it. <laughs> I like fast walk over. <laughs> <laughs> I grab your like wrist and I look at the dwarf and I say, fuck off. 
and then <laughs> we just keep walking. <laughs> Roll me an intimidation check. Easy. <laughs> Fuck off. God damn. That is a dirty 20. Fuck, all right. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, here. And he just gives you two, sil- two silver pieces. I throw it back on the ground. Shit, he's in a foul mood today. And you guys walk off. Yeah, I just... I keep fucking pulling you. <laughs> okay. Ow. And uh, I, I keep doing that <laughs> until we get... So like an alley around the bar where nobody is, and then I just fucking throw up everywhere. <laughs> there, there. I'm like fucking. <laughs> then I. I'm just gonna pat your back very <sighs> softly. You don't know what those people are like. That's why I went to check on you. Oh. Hanging around dwarves is hard. (laughs) I mean, the one I saw was kind of nice. Kind of lovely. Yeah, he ain't gonna last very long. Oh. That's so sad. Yeah. Helping a lost girl is... He's not gonna make it through the week. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what to say to that. I'm so sorry. I might... At least you're back. Yeah, for now. I might have to go real soon. Why? My friends have got big plans, and uh, I'm probably going to be a part of it. And if they tell me to go, I'm going to have to go, because this is real big stuff. What do you need to do? Now, this might sound like kind of a cliche, but if I told you, well, somebody would probably kill you, so. I mean, I'm a little tougher than I look. I got you back, didn't I? Uh, A couple hundred people might try to kill you. On that note, (laughs) let's go give you coffee. All right. Yeah, let's go. So this dwarven gentleman, he's uh, real, really kind of still steaming a little bit. I mean, almost literally. His pants are quite hot. Um, but <laughs> hot pants. <laughs> Wearing Janko. Yeah. He uh. <laughs> he gets that other glass. Janko transcends the season. <laughs> it does. And he's kind of looking at you, like eyeing you up and down. And you know what? I think I like you. You know, you you messed up a little bit, but then you fi- you go and fix it. I I am a man of faith. We usually uh, we don't like to have bad deeds. Well, man of faith, you say. Yes, I... I realize that my accent's changing, so I apologize. <laughs> I was say, it's like, I, I am very still clearly marked as a preacher-ish kind of guy. Just all of my affiliation marks are not there. Tell you what. I've got some things I'm not real proud of. 
Could I confess those to you? By all means. I don't know if a bar would be the best place for this. Oh, what would you suggest? I I have a location where I usually meet with people who have things they need to confess. This will work for now. I don't like going to those churches. It's It's not a church, trust me. If it makes you feel more comfortable, I'm usually there during the weekdays. Uh, it's a holiday today, so, <clears throat> you know, I'm kind of off. Gotcha. Yeah, I might take you up on that. I'll... Where's that? We'll just say that you, uh, you tell them where to go. Um... Okay, I was about to say, it's like, it's probably around the blacksmith, but not the blacksmith. Uh... You have like a little, you know, um, like a fish market might have like a little booth. Just like with a little tarp over it, you kind of maybe set up one of those every once in a while uh, while you're waiting um, for the blacksmith to finish a piece or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. but you set one of those up every now and then. You, basically, you, you tell them where that's at. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll uh, I'll look for you there. And at that moment, um, both Azra and um, Rook come back in. He realizes this, clocks it, finishes his glass. Good talking with you. And he gets up and leaves. Go with the light, my friend. I'll let him go. I, I'm not talking to this fucking guy. I'm not talking to the rat. Do the other two guys that got up leave? Or are they still there? They, they finish their meal or whatever, and then after a bit, one goes, and then another one's still sitting there for probably another 20 minutes. Achilles mean mugs him the whole time. <laughs> he clocks it, but he doesn't do anything about it. Just maybe he kind of smirks. And then after about those 20 minutes, they get up and leave. But um, meanwhile, you guys are here at the, the establishment. People are starting to, as the rain's starting to slow down, or, you know, settle down. People are getting up. They're getting ready to leave. Um, the festivities more or less are wrapping up. The place is still serving um, drinks, though. They're not really serving meals anymore. But if you guys would like to sit around and do something or discuss anything, you can go ahead and do that. Rook, these people you hang out with are getting a little bit more serious every day. Is everything okay? No. Do you want to talk about it? A little bit. Well, I'm all ears. I got really big ears. No, listen, you didn't hear this from me. You didn't hear it from anywhere, in fact. I, uh, I am bound not to say anything that you tell me. That's good, because uh, something bad's probably going to happen. I don't know exactly what, but I know it's going to be real bad. Uh, bad? In what kind of level are we talking? We're talking about this city's going to... This city's going to be a war zone or something. I don't know. Uh, But something bad is going to happen real soon. And y'all probably don't want to be here for it. Y'all or we? I don't know if I can come with you. But I don't think you should be here. Listen, Rook. You're not the only person who's running away from things. My man, I wish I could run away. 
That'd be real convenient. If you need to hide, I have my cottage in the woods. I tried that. You tried hiding in my cottage? Not specifically in that (laughs) cottage, no. It's a really nice cottage. I am sure. It seemed like you would be very good at interior design. But uh, I don't... If I start trying to leave town, they're going to find me real quick. Because they got a lot of dwarves and they got a lot of money, so... I don't know if I'm going to be able to get away from this, but I want you all to get away from here. I appreciate that, but... Porridge Club for life. (laughs) I live here. I can't just abandon the tree. And frankly, I'm tired of running... you <laughs> I will help you with whatever you need and I pull out my little dagger and I just like it's like it's like an inch long that's not bad kid <laughs> Achilles lives with me they can't leave either all right okay well I just want y'all to know to be ready for something. I wish I could tell you what it is, but I don't quite know. But hopefully uh, we'll all be able to have Porridge Club again after it's all over, I guess. Why don't we we try to make a deal here? Things do go to hell, and the city starts burning. We all try to meet up at the cottage. Okay. Deal? Yeah, that's a deal. That I will try. <clears throat> okay, so you guys are currently <laughs> in the market branch over here. I don't, I don't know how well you guys can see that from there, so I apologize. But the church is down here in the roots. Miss <laughs> Tail's Cottage is right up here. Just almost into wooded area and farmland. Just at the edge of the city. Commoner's Branch. Each of the wards or districts, however you want to describe them, are named after branches. Um, except for the Watches Ward, which is where uh, Azra typically resides. Um... Everything else is based on branches because of the great tree. So, um, yeah, you guys are in the market branch, pretty much right in the middle of the, the town's, town square. Market branch. Okay. Thanks. So, you all finish your evening. A few days pass. Um, you all doing your typical things, whether it's Ike blacksmithing Miss Tail investigating the tree and trying to gain some vision into what's going on with it. Um, Achilles, what would you be doing right now? Helping out with the church? Probably helping out with the church or doing like woodwork, just like basic. Okay, and Azra helping out with Night's Watch. Rook. And doing alchemist study stuff. And doing alchemist study stuff. Mm-hmm. Rook doing, well, whatever he can until he hears word. But, Achilles, you wanted to go to the church. 
I did. Um, I wanted to go to the church. I can't. I need to. Hold on. The name of the god that I... Elrion, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to the church, and I wanted to kind of pray or, like, try and commune about what we heard, the the five will die, the five will rise. Like, see if, like, I could think about that and try and commune and see if I get anything. Roll me a religion check. Okay. That's a seven. Seven. Um, You think more about it, trying to recite it in your head. Five will die, five will rise. Reflections of the past, shadows of the future. The end draws near. You try to seek some sort of divine intervention, some sort of divine sign what this means but nothing unfortunately all quiet dang okay I'm also going to just like say for like flavor reasons or anything that might need it um, with the words of like this of Rook telling me that things might be going down I'm going to be staying my nights at the night's watch place just to be safer than sleeping at the blacksmith alone. Okay. Because I definitely will feel safer with those people <laughs> than I will uh, alone. But I'll still be like going there and working there like every day to where day-to-day stuff's still happening there. Miss Tail. You look like you're about to sneeze. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was reading something, and I'm pretty sure he's getting ready to do something that was related to what I was going to do. Oh, hey. Maybe. We'll see what I could do. What, why don't you tell me what you were going to do, and we'll see if it... I have a like a class spell called Nudge Fate. It says I can peer into the future for like a little bit. Okay. I was going to see if I could like get Rook and just kind of peer into like a little bit of a near future, but it says it's only like one minute. It's more of a combat thing. Okay, well, so because see if it would because I think that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm not going to worry about the wording of how, how far into the future. So, roll me a lore fortune-telling check, if you have that already. If not... Lore fate? Lore fate, that works. Dirty 20. Oh, shit. Things got menacing. (laughs) Your vision flashes suddenly. Everything is in shades of gray on one side of your vision. On the other side, it's more bright. Kind of more golds and color dabbled in here and there. On the grayer side, there's... You can tell that the the town is just in shambles. There's figures running amok through the streets, but they don't look like citizens. They look monstrous. On the bright side, there's citizens, people, horses, everybody just living their lives. 
but there's one distinct difference that you're noticing on the grayscale on the grayscale side there's floating above the city a large spectral golden coin with the face of a dwarf on it and it's just kind of spinning slowly on the right side it's not there instead is the symbol of a great tree almost like the world tree symbol um, floating above the city doing the same kind of circular spin and then your vision ends Was I near anybody when I was doing this, or was it just back at my cottage? This would have been back at your cottage. Miss Dale isn't very good with art, but she takes a piece of, uh, like, coal and starts sketching what she saw on the grayscale side. Okay. What are you going to do with that, just so I... No. Are you using that for your own purposes, or yeah, are she, you hoping to sell she, it? keeps like okay. the like a dream bad vim, vi, uh, bad visage mm-hmm. vision. vision visage in a journal okay and like keeps it to like if she recognizes something be like oh okay uh why don't you actually roll me a history or society check fifteen you distinctly remember now that you've come out of your vision that symbol the golden coin with the dwarven face similar depiction on that dwarven gentleman who came to the bar on his leather uh, chest piece you actually saw it on Rook's um, shoulder shoulder pauldron need to t- speak to Rook. Would you like to try to find Rook? I'll try and find Rook. Okay. Um, roll me a... Both of you roll me a percentile die. Hmm. 89. 20. Take some time. You, I imagine you go throughout the city trying to find him? Yeah. Okay. Eventually, you do find Rook over at the eastern dockyard. Um, Rook's just kind of standing outside. He's got another cup of coffee in his hand. Um, looks absolutely dog-tired. Bags under his eyes. Um, but he's just kind of watching as people walk by and standing outside of a, a building just kind of back pressed up against a crate a, a large crate I approach him the first thing I do is I reach into a little pouch and I pull out this like white flower and I walk up to Rook hey uh, 
if you put this in your coffee, it should help you perk up. But you gotta grind it. Like motor stone. Is anybody watching me right now? Not currently. Okay. Thank you, Misty. I just crush it up in my calloused hands. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Put it in my coffee. Hello. Thank um, you very much. I feel better already. That's good to hear. Uh, I do have a somewhat important question. Uh, pull out my little... Or pull the journal off my side and I open up to the most recent page of the coin. Mm. Um... It resembles the one on your arm, and I just had a kind of a vision where the city was split in two. One side was bright and sunny with the tree. The other side had this emblem, and it looked like abhumans running around. And the city was torn up. Yeah. Well, I told you something bad was probably going to happen. So this coin is the mark of your group? That coin with the dwarven face is a symbol of Rictum, the god of trade and wealth and all that stuff. The people I work with are the rights of Rictum Trading Company. A preeminent way to both make money and serve the god that all dwarves love the most. You know, kind of blends together, you know, trade and smuggling and crime and whatnot with uh, uh, performing service to our good god, Rictum. May they smile upon us with infinite wealth and full coffers, of course. You know, I've never seen such a bitter reading of like a religious pamphlet. That's so fucking hilarious. <laughs> Rights of Rectum is the devout dwarf's choice. Um, if there's a way to prevent this vision I've seen, um, I I would say it's safe to assume that we need to reside to the tree rather than with these dwarven friends. I might be able to sneak out there. Maybe. It'd be dangerous. I would I would just say just go place your hand upon the tree and see if anything would happen. Okay. Just see how it makes you feel. I'll see if I can make my way out there tonight. And if you need help, just don't be afraid to ask me. I can come with you. I don't need help. We are the Porridge Club. Or a portion of. I'll be fine. Misty just literally told Rook to go out and touch grass. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) I think you should go touch a tree, man. (laughs) Get out of this life of crime. I'll keep doing what I'm doing, looking scary by the docks, and then later on tonight I'll go touch grass. (laughs) (laughs) 
But if you're ever worried about the future, you can come talk to me and I can see if I can do anything. Or see anything. See anything right now? It's kind of a... You have to sit down and... Have like a... A moment. I can't just walk up to... Anybody and be like... You're gonna die in seven days. Yeah, that would be really fucking scary. <laughs> I mean, I'm already pretty scary. The children tell horror stories of me for just walking through the town. Yeah, I feel the same way sometimes. You could... Pull a tarot card for him if you want it. I'll pull a tarot card. Oh, Roll me a, a percentile die. 26. I will leave the interpretations up to you because I am not good with tarot. Or anybody around here. Again. The fool. I don't know why you look at it. you had to tell me twice. You look at it. And you know enough about um, reading and interpreting. And in this instance, the way you were asking about the future and things going on with Rook represents freedom. You can do with that, with that information what you will. You can tell Rook about it, or you can just let him interpret it as he wants. Rook, the, the fool doesn't always mean that you're a fool. This one, this time we were talking about the future, this is meaning more freedom than being foolish. And Rook kind of, like, like, loosens up for a second you can see him kind of like the it all melts away and he starts to choke up a little bit but then he <clears throat> oh well don't mean much to me Are you gonna get out of here anyway mistail hands you two more of the flowers you seem to need these and without a goodbye she just turns and kind of not bird hops away but like struts away well then, I'll cut over to Azra real quick. Azra, you uh, you happen to be thinking about that uh, dwarven gentleman, Akan. And do you happen to maybe think maybe he's back at the Porridge in Paradise? Uh, Madam Isley did say that he frequents that place. So you go and find him, and sure enough, he's there sitting there with his little pad of paper and he's writing some notes and you see him like run his hand through his hair kind of a little frustrated and scribble some things out and it's like a flash of genius and he starts writing again. Doesn't seem to notice you walk in. I'm gonna first stop at Madam Izzy? Isley. Isley. Oh, I thought you said, okay, I'll fix that later. Um, and order a cup of coffee. Okay. Uh, it takes her just a second to pour some coffee for you and um, hands you a cup, and there you go. You got it. Uh, that'll be uh, just uh, two copper pieces. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to approach the table and slide the cup so the handle is facing him. 
I think we kind of left on a bad note yesterday. He looks up and immediately you can tell he's drawn to your charm. Um, he, oh, well, thank you. This is, this is very kind. I, I've been really needing a drink and my goodness, your eyes are just like looking into the brightest stars I've ever seen. And he takes a sip of the coffee. Well, as flattering as that is, I did not come here for my eyes. I appreciate it. Um, I think you're just what we need. Um, okay. Uh, how can I help you? Well, yesterday, that scary thing kind of happened. Yeah, yeah. And some could say it's poetic. I, I got one sentence. Would you like to hear it? Yes. Five, they came on that fateful day, cheering in their heroic way. That's it. No, it's not bad. You're getting there. You're getting it. Hey, sometimes I get some real, some real good ones, and I guess that one about uh, Mount Fallis wasn't the best. So, I'll, I'll keep thinking about that one. I'm sure I can figure the lyrics out somehow. I just mean because you are a poet, and. That scary message that came across, maybe you can help interpret it in some way. Okay, sure. Yeah, uh, I'll do what I can. So I'm going to say it was kind of obvious we were the five that's supposed to die. I don't know that that's... And rise. It just, it doesn't say that the five that die and rise. So like he's writing, he's writing the, the thing down as you talk to him about it. Five will rise, five will die. Reflections of the past, and yada yada yada. It doesn't say that they're the same five. It just says five will rise and five will die. Right? I think... Yeah. At least that's the way I'm thinking of it. Maybe I'm thinking of it kind of wrong, but it doesn't have to be the same, I guess, right? Maybe they're two totally different five, or maybe they're the same five. I don't know. I'm just a poet. Like, I valued your time. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate this coffee. So, <laughs> still hot. It, I just got it. It should be. Well, uh, thanks. Um, yeah, check in with me in a couple of days. Maybe I'll have something. You know, have have some more insight for you, or maybe I'll have more of a poem for you. What? Is this a Dakota face or an Azra face? It's a bit of both. Okay. <laughs> because I know what's happening or what's to come, you know? And I don't know if I should tell him about it. I'm going to say no because Vulture didn't, or Rook didn't. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Good day. Good morrow. It was I good to see you. You uh-huh. too. Thank you. Good morrow. I love <laughs> Odds or evens? Odds. We'll start with Ike first. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> you can go first. I'm stressed. Ike, you're uh, yeah, go for it. You're uh, I'll actually talk again real quick. Me? Yep. Hello. Okay. I'll just turn it down for right now, so you can do that. Eat some nuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ike. 
you're sitting at your uh, little booth that you set up. It's been a few days. You haven't seen that dwarven gentleman come around, like you said. And then, sure as shit, he shows up. He's wearing different clothes. He's not wearing the same armor he was wearing the other night. Um, he's wearing what looks just like normal commoner's clothes. Mm-hmm. He comes up and uh, sits sits at the little booth in front of the stool you have sitting in front of your booth. Mm-hmm. Right, so I said I had a few things I wanted to confess. Yes, by all means. Um, first, if you don't mind, uh, I take out my little uh, special lantern that has a little uh, crystal of uh, Reyes in it put it in between us, and I'm like, this way your words are cleansed as they pass through by the light of race. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> he looks at you with a stern, just straight face. Mm-hmm. I helped my brother get killed over a mug of ale and just a couple gold. You helped him get killed? Yeah. Hmm. That is quite a heavy sin to carry. Do you regret your actions in any way? He's kind of quiet for a moment. Looks like he's pondering it. I used to used to think I did, but um, you know the way things are going now. I, I don't think I do. So would you say then that through these actions you have found more peace? You mean getting rid of my brother? Yes, seeing how it doesn't seem to trouble you. And it seems that your life is going well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I've found peace without my brother. I don't know anything about your brother, but I sense through the light that you aren't being very honest with yourself, let alone with me. Now what the fuck does that mean? Are you calling me a liar? I'm just saying it's a little odd for someone who is as grizzled as you are to feel a need to come and confess something that isn't a bother to him to a lowly preacher on the street. Yeah, well. Just thought I'd give it a try. Easy one first. Yeah. Easy one first. I don't think I like it. Fuck it. He spits Mm -hmm. and gets up and walks away. Go with the light, my friend. And that's it. You sit and watch. Wait. I, I un I unload my revolver that I had under the booth, pointed at him the entire time, and put it back in my holster. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll jump over to Achilles. <clears throat> oh, hold on. Hello. <laughs> there we are. Hello. There's Achilles. So, you um, you've been helping out with some carpentry things. There's um. A couple of folks have come saying that they need some repairs done to the Duchess's wall. Have, they, they found a break in it, and uh, they just need some good pieces of lumber and probably a couple people to ship it up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, anything you'd like to say or do about that? Uh, you're, you're given that job order to get. Fit. I would will go to town, start gathering the lumber that I need. I, I get on my way to start doing the job. Is it just me doing it, or is it like a bunch of guys? There's a few. Uh, one of them's a half orc, and uh, the one kind of overseeing you guys is a uh, elf. Is an elf, and they're just kind of overseeing, making sure that we get the right the right amount of wood, the right amount of lumber, and make sure it's shipped properly. They're just kind of like the the manager, so to speak. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's a, there's a few of you. I'm letting the floor manager tell me what to do, and I'm doing what he's telling. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you're able to g- gather enough lumber and you make your way up toward uh, the Duchess's estate. I need you to roll a... So, sorry, I'm still trying to learn all the skills here. You're good. This dice has been treating me badly. Mm. We're going to switch dice. To jail. To jail. To jail. To jail. To jail. jail. (laughs) You're going to forget forget about that. (laughs) Uh, I guess this will just be a perception check. Perception is on the offense page, right? Yeah. Fuck, another two. That makes nine. Okay. Um... You're taking this cart of lumber up, and suddenly you hear a snap as the the wagon that's hauling the lumber seems to fall in this pit. Uh, not very big, but big enough that the wooden uh, wooden wheel just splits and breaks, and uh, effectively, it's not going to be going very far. Cool. Uh, so my wheel is screwed. Your wheel is screwed. You could attempt, if you'd like, uh, athletics check to try to haul it yourself. It's going to be tough, but you, uh, you could do that if you like. Athletics? Mm-hmm. This dice needs to go to jail, too. No, my lord. I'm sorry. Eight. You're able to get it just a couple of feet, but then the dragging of that broken wheel actually ends up getting embedded into the earth just a little bit, but just enough to stop the wagon entirely. It's not going any further. Perfect. The uh, the elvish uh, lady watching over, she's like, Well, I guess we're not going anywhere today. This will have to be something we do tomorrow, or whenever we can get this wheel fixed, I guess. You two try to haul it back to the what would, what, would that, what would that be called? The workshop. Try to haul it back to the workshop, and because um, you're not at this point, you're closer to the workshop than you are the Duchess's estate. So just load it all up and bounce. Yep. So you two load it back up, um, kind of carrying it together. It's not a super amount of wood, but it's enough to make you tired by the time you get back to the workshop. Now. We'll go back to Rook. There's a a group of dwarves coming your way, um, just coming off of uh, 
coming out of the building near the docks. And uh, they make their way towards you. Um, one of which immediately you recognize by their skull face tattoo. Um, sorry, I was trying to remember the name of the place, but I don't have it written down right near me. Anyway. Um, he kind of stops near you with all of his guards around him. You ready? Where are we going? Gonna take you and set you up in a building. You're gonna be our eyes. If anything happens. Well. Send us a signal. He hands you a small little, um, looks like a miniature flute. It's a whistle, more or less. Um, he takes it and blows into it, but you don't hear anything. Only I can hear this. So, you blow into it. You see anything coming. Anything worrisome. And we're gonna get the hell out of there, but nothing will happen. Because if you can do anything about it, you'll stop it, right? Yeah. Everything's gonna go off without a hitch. That's what I like to hear. Glad you're working for me now. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. So he takes you to a, you to walk, and I don't know if you want to talk with him or anything. Probably not. He kind of, he kind of more talks just to talk, not necessarily listens. So it's hard to have a conversation with this gentleman. But he talks to talk. And um, eventually you come to this building that's right nearby the Duchess's uh, walls. He gets you set up inside. You're set set up at kind of this window, this alcove. The way the, sh- the light comes in, you are just shadowed enough to not be seen from the outside. This is where you'll be. Any questions about that? Which way am I looking? The Duchess's estate. Come on, Vulture, you're better than that. He points to a direction. You see a small little break in the wall. Um, Kind of been slapped together to be fixed, but nothing that'll hold. That's where we're going to enter from. You're going to make sure we get there. You're going to make sure we get out. Are we expecting anybody else? What do you mean? You guys are going in. You guys are going out. Anybody else going in? Anybody else coming out? Just us. Now, of course, once things happen... Oh... There'll be a hell of a lot of people coming out. But then, we swoop in, save the day, big bada boom. Tomorrow, the Duchess is going to be real thankful. Exactly. And soon we'll be on our way to Aelin Theron, meeting with the High Queen. And our plan will then go into action. But 
You got yourself a few hours, so if you need to prepare anything, I don't know, your coffee or whatever. Yeah. Might make a little coffee. But be here by dusk. No later. You got it. I'll know. Well, may your coffer be full. May it runneth over. I'll see you in the morning. Yeah, you will. And he goes off with his buddies, and you kind of hear them laugh to themselves. You can't really hear what joke he made, but he said something, probably about you. What would you like to do with that information? What time is it right now? Uh, like I said, you got a couple hours, so it's probably just after supper time. I think I'm going to go touch grass. <laughs> okay. You going just to the tree, or are you going to find uh, Mist Tail? Mist Tail's probably pretty damn close to the tree, right? Mist Tail's cottage is on the other side of the tree. Okay. Other side of the city, I mean. From the tree? Yeah, From she's the, on the so outskirts and the tree's in the center. Looking at the map, the tree's over here. Miss Tail's cottage is, like, up here. Okay. Have, like, almost all the way across the city. Jeez Louise, do I have time for that? You have time for that. Okay, yeah, I'll go get Miss Tail. Um, at this, at the, it's late enough in the evening. Um, if you wanted to be there, Achilles, you could be. Okay. We have ourselves a little porridge. Yeah, we're having at home porridge. <laughs> at home porridge with berries that I found. Yeah. I knock on the door to the cottage. Miss Tail stands up like. Oh. I go open the door. Rook. Y'all wanna. Y'all wanna have a picnic? Yeah. Alright, let's go get the others. Do I need to... I can bring the porridge. And I start to pick up the, the pot of porridge off the yeah, stove. The porridge in a basket. <laughs> <laughs> so you make your way towards the Watch's ward, where you know that both Azra and Ike have been staying here lately. Um, first, you come across a bright red-haired gentleman with bright, bright blue eyes, like almost white but bright blue eyes red hair crimson um he's kind of standing atop the uh the tower right right there along the watch's wards fence and he looks at you all kind of has a questioning but like knowing glance hold up the basket <laughs> shakes his head a little bit waves and the gates open want to be sparring okay hell yeah they're in the yard um so the watch is ward it's kind of secluded away from the rest of the town because a lot of times this is where they'll take prisoners and they have a dungeon inside their own setup here um so this is kind of their way of keeping the outsiders the citizens safe there's two lines of fencing the outside line is just um, stark iron, dark cold iron, and then the inside is 
a little bit more um, thick, wo thick wood planks so that there's a catwalk. You can walk around behind it. On the inside, there's a courtyard and a large, we'll say like manse, stone manse. And you see the two, the domp here and the fetchling duking it out. Clearly just sparring, not really trying to hurt each other, but just sparring and testing each other's abilities. Not everything can be answered with a bomb. We gotta learn how to use the swords. Is there... I kind of want to play this out. Is there a way to play it out? I mean, I was gonna roll to see, like, which one of us is doing better. Okay. Just, yeah. like, add your, like, uh, weapons. I guess. I'd say do an athletics check. Or acrobatics, your choice. Uh, probably acrobatics. <laughs> probably neither. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> you wanna say yours first? Twenty-four. Oh hell yeah. I got a I got a twelve. <laughs> Azra is clearly kicking your ass. Yep. Um It might it might be something something subtly due to the the grace, the charm that Azra holds. It's just maybe kind of slowing you down a little bit. I'm taking it very easy on you. I keep saying. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fighting with you. I'm dancing with you. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm winning. We'll say like we'll, we'll do a classic bit here where like we'll say that like at the end when they all walk in like you have me like on the ground with like a blade pointed at like my throat, and then like you look over at the people and I kick your blade aside and I point my gun up at you and I go like, no distractions. <laughs> Hi guys! Hi! I, I think we're <laughs> going on an adventure. Oh, an adventure! Oh, oh, oh! Uh, where to? We're gonna have a picnic. Yeah, I brought porridge and I'm holding up the pot. Oh. We're Is gonna that... have a picnic underneath the big tree. I thought a porridge club was like a couple days from now. Normally, but Rook asked to have a picnic, so. Oh. Is. Is that all of the porridge and food? It's a pretty big pot. How big are we talking about? Uh, bigger than Achilles. <laughs> Achilles. I hold it up in comparison to my head. It's like a like a cauldron. Okay. Achilles is struggling to carry this. <laughs> it's I got wild berries. I grab one side of it. Oh, that's that's so much lighter. I do. I like this. I'm like barely holding the side now. Mm -hmm. This is nice. Now all together, you will all eventually make it to the the walls and gate of the what did I call that? Treetop district. That's all it is. There's a treetop district. Um, there's a two towers alongside the gate uh, gatehouse is what it is really um, and there's guards out front they stop you and w uh, one of them says uh, alright um, if you guys want to come in but you have to check your weapons here it's just it's a holy place okay I lay a sling some darts and my daggers 
I lay a, a great sword down and a little dagger. Okay. Mm. I just open up my coat and there's nothing. I, I keep my potions. Roll, roll me a deception check. I don't have. You any. don't have anything. Okay. Uh, then roll me a. What is that other one? Um, diplomacy check. Ike, it's okay. They'll give them back. No, it's it's more of a fact that my religion probably wouldn't want me to take my weapons away. Must say, like, I have a sword. That's because all the people of my religion have like a sword. <laughs> um, Show them your yeah. You could holy stuff. I was about to say. I'm like I'm like I reveal like the blade and I go like I am a follower of Reyes. The sword stays with me. Roll me a, also a diplomacy check. I got a fifteen. Okay, they kind of glance and size you up, and they're like, "All right, you're good." Nat twenty. All right, you're good. <laughs> Did you check anything? Yeah, I no, I didn't check. I left my everything but my potion bottles. Okay. Um, roll me a deception. I get advantage. On I can't really take my talons off. Not- <laughs> 20, not crit. Okay. They glance at them and just kind of think either they're alcohol or you're not real sure, but they kind of nod you all through after um, getting your weapons. And the guy says, you want them back, just come back here, hand us this. And he hands you a, um, it looks like a piece of bark, but it has something etched into it with runes. Mistel takes it. Okay. I've been through this before. Mm-hmm. Was it like the buzzers that they give? <laughs> the yes. buzzers at they Applebee's? give you at Applebee's? <laughs> I fucking olive garden. <laughs> yeah, after a little while, your bark's gonna vibrate and the runes are gonna light up. And Ooh. Oh. Yeah. you know what? Can your I weapons know? are ready. <laughs> it's not gonna stop. <laughs> Shaky bark. <clears throat> uh, you guys make it in, and for most of you. I imagine this is probably your first time entering the treetop district other than Mistail. And actually, I think we even discussed that Achilles was brought in to like learn a little bit. So I'd probably be helping out. As you guys come in, this tree, the size is absolutely immense. It's breathtaking. The Underneath the bark, it almost seems like there's a fire on the inside of the tree, and it just kind of swirls up. It's this kind of arcane yellowish gold fire that kind of flows on the inside of the bark lighting it up from the inside and as you get closer you're seeing all the there's a a huge cathedral or temple of sorts um and looking at the outside of it it's definitely devoted to um that deity (laughs) lithuil i think is the name of it fire and rebirth yeah yep that's the one that the Archons follow. Yeah. I scowl at the building as I walk by to go to the tree. You notice that uh, Miss Tail's a little uncomfortable around that big building, but you all eventually make it to this platform that rises and goes up around the base of the tree, probably 20 foot up off the ground. You can just barely see over the walls um, from this vantage point. You're sit- standing there at the at the great tree. You're watching as the fire seems to 
flow up from the inside of the tree and up the tree to the branches and even the the leaves seem to glow a little bit as the light touches them Miss Dale says if you're wanting to touch the tree you can touch it however just don't harm it and she takes she gets on like her her knees and like places her hands and her forehead on the tree just kind of feeling what's going on I put a hand on the tree yeah I'll put a hand on the tree I'll put both Achilles is gonna put his paws on the tree there's a dull vibration coming from the tree itself and a slight pulsing warmth like it has life like it has blood like it's breathing and it's truly awe-inspiring birds don't seem to land on it but they they fly around it and through it and in it and just exist with the tree I need those of you touching it to roll me a a religion check nineteen twelve goodness twenty one fourteen twelve So you had 21. Mm-hmm. What did you have, Miss Tail? 19. Okay. And the rest of you were 14 and below, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. You two, you just feel this great presence kind of around you, maybe even within the tree. And you get this sudden urge of fight or flight response. And maybe you even step back from the tree. And as you do, you hear this crash. And then smoke rises. And just over the walls, about where the Duchess, Duchess's manor is, smoke rises. Shit. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't look good. No. Did you feel that, Misty? She's still forehead to the tree. And that's where we'll stop. That's a little snippet for the end of the episode. (laughs)